Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Right today marks the beginning of hopefully uh, what is a new series of shows on the Pack Filler Cycling Network. While some might say the genre of gravel cycling is new to the scene, some might argue that it was first the first form of cycling. Regardless of the argument, gravel is here. Bikes are changing constantly to accommodate varied terrains, and getting out on the roads, trails, and even occasional pavement on a gravel bike is truly brilliant. And uh, when it comes to gravel in the inland Northwest, one word comes to mind. This could be thought of as a kiss up, but you know I'm going to say it, Mojo. Uh, Morgan Johnson is the man behind the region's home for gravel. His perspective, knowledge, experience, and practice um, are all about the gravel scene. So uh, welcome to the first episode of the Mojo Diaries. And um, first of all, I want to say with me here is uh, owner of Mojo Cycleries, Morgan Johnson. How are you, man? I'm doing well. It's a pleasure to be here. And uh, the other guys around us, you guys should chime in and say, you know, introduce yourselves because you've been on the show before. I, w- I was drunk, so I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. My name's Josh. <laughs> Guys, you, you, t- t- we're you introduce yourselves. Yeah, they got. We, we're sharing mics here. So, Brett here. Brett's been on the show before. Uh, Corey. Corey. <laughs> Luther. Luther. Right on, you guys. Thanks for all, all being here. And uh, first of off, I, I think congratulations are, are in order. Today marks a uh, an anniversary correct yeah it's definitely a monumental time for us we're already four years into this so this is mojo's four-year anniversary um awesome sunny day so we had a ton of people come out and a lot of people coming from gravel rides to visit us today ironically enough so uh yeah awesome to have our four years already it's quick is it true the best way to uh, stop your cycling career is to open a bike shop yeah, I, I I heard somebody say if you want to make a million dollars in a bike shop, you better start with two. So it's uh, yes, it's a crime of passion. It's not something that, yeah, it's a crime of passion. I'll just call it that. 
Talk to me about how the last year's been for you guys uh, with the industry um, and and all the things that have been going on. Yeah. Odd. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's odd. It's challenging because, you know, initially at the start of everything, people were forced to get outside, forced to do something outside their routine. So cycling became one of the, the prevalent options. And we thought, you know, once again, we were going to be in that dollar air category come June time. And then inventory became our issue. So still to this day, inventory is a challenge and it doesn't look like it's going to change anytime soon. So, yeah, getting bikes, getting products for bikes. All that has just been something that's, yeah, it, it sucks. Really? Yeah. I'm imagining like scenes from uh, the Untouchables where we're going to be like smuggling parts in from <laughs> Canada or something like that. We have talked about a little bootlegging <laughs> issues kind of thing, you know, and uh, getting over that border might be challenging. But. Patience is a virtue is what we keep telling people. Really? Yeah. It's, it, uh, you guys were saying just today alone, you probably could have sold 10, 15 plus bikes just from people coming in, showing that initial interest. Well, easily, and I and I think what it is is you know once again it's a sunny day out there, so it gets people off the couch a little bit. They're they're excited to get out and ride, and so they're like, "I want a bike." And it's explaining to them why we can't get them a bike has really been a challenge as well, because they and not everybody understands the industry and understands that there is an inventory shortage. So that's a challenge. Shit. <laughs> so you you've been uh, at at this you know going on for for a while here but some people in fact you've been on the show a few times some people might not be up to speed on your history so uh, take me through your your cycling background and how the day came that you went yeah let's do it let's pull the trigger let's open up a bike shop yeah well i I think this is roughly my 18th or 19th year in the industry so been at it a while all of it's been local um i did get my start in kind of a tri shop so I was a triathlete for a minute. Um, Forgiven. Not a very good one. I'll uh, put that in the, uh, the queue. <laughs> um, then worked for various shops, became, did a lot of road racing, did some mountain bike stuff. Um, and then I just kept getting slower and slower. And I wanted, to, I wanted to do more exploration versus racing. And I think that's where really getting on a bike that I felt was like the most versatile genre that there is to go out and we kind of call these adventure bikes or gravel bikes a bike that you leave your house with no plan and that's the biggest way i would describe it and that's that's kind of where our love has been so riding stuff now that i'm born and raised here and i never even knew existed so that's that's kind of been the neat thing for us that has been a cool thing um so going from working in the industry and things like that to actually pulling the trigger and deciding to open up your own shop what what motivated that was it was and especially the gravel focus was that always an intention was which is like we're going to open a shop that focuses on this style yeah josh uh josh and i you know cross bikes were there mountain bike hardtails were but you know we always kind of did this similar style riding once gravel bikes came out though the geometry changed the technology changed it was more of a it's not a fluke it's not a fad it's something that actually makes sense and you you can tell by every single company that's producing massive amounts of gravel bikes at this point so it, it was our mission statement and kind of our goal at the start yeah. i don't like putting my bike on a car and uh-huh. driving to, to ride the bike yeah the best thing about a gravel bike is i can leave from the house and i hate being told where to go we always talk about that it's like we've always done road rides back in the day where we're like i wonder what's down that dirt road 
and a gravel bike allows us to go explore and we don't leave with a plan one of our least favorite question is where are we going today because half the time we don't know really? we don't care we just want to go out and ride and just hey tell the tell whoever needs to know we're coming home at this time maybe <laughs> <laughs> so it's the it's okay yeah well i mean i'm, I'm i kind of want to get into that mentality of the whole thing here as we get going but um as i as I do say on the podcast, gravel isn't the only thing you focus on. We're here in the shop today. I'm seeing mountain bikes around me. I know that you you know you do you do road sales and things like that. Definitely, you know we're we do everything. Um, and I think what you're seeing though now is, since we're a smaller shop, you got to pick and choose a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, the road scene's down a little bit. The gravel scene's up. Mountain bikes are up. So that's why you're going to see more of those on there. Um, plus, I feel like we've built a really good culture out of here. I mean, obviously, the group that's with us on the panel today. Sure. I, Brett, ex-triathlete, we'll call him ex-triathlete, but uh, <laughs> since he's I wish this was uh, a video podcast. The look <laughs> you just gave us, man, was like, wow. You know, he got into gravel with me and everything, and he's done Dirty Kanza now and stuff. Uh, Luther, we none of us really like to ride Luther because he ride with Luther because he goes too fast. Um, <laughs> it's it's not really riding with him. It's like start and end. Yeah. Oh, hey, gotcha. how was the ride? <laughs> First one there buys beer. So, so <laughs> I do want to mention before I hit record, he came into the room with beer. It was the first one there. <laughs> Damn. So it's a really neat group, and I, I think the culture that's it's more inviting than a lot of other uh, cycling cultures. I'll say. You know, um, a lot of people are comparing the the gravel. I don't want to say movement, but uh, you know, the the gravel scene right now to what mountain biking was in the late '80s, early '90s, and, and thing like that. I remember going to, you know, World Cup mountain bike races, and the guys would finish and they'd have a beer. Um, not anymore. Um, and I, I'm I'm already jumping way too far ahead of myself. That's why I usually stick to the notes. But fuck it. Um, I. Is there a fear of USA Cycling's going to show up? Is there a fear of commercialization's going to show up? I think is, it's already happened. Is, are people going to take the fun out of it? But I think it comes down to, like, Morgan and I, the biggest thing that we're passionate about this, and it's yeah. because when people ask what we, you know, every shop, most shops have a weekly ride during the normal time, you know, when life is normal. And we look forward to the gravel rides most because there's just it's it's almost like choose your own adventure each time yeah and it's more welcoming i i don't care how skilled someone is on a bike i just want them to come out and have fun and that's the thing it's pure it's simple you just got to come out and pedal with us and there's always there's always help on finding out where the route is but we want people to just come out and have fun don't worry about how fast you're going don't worry just pedal it is interesting though because I do see the race side taking its toll on it, and uh, oh yeah, there, there's. I can't remember who brought it up, but there was something there like, well, we're gonna go out to this course, and it's gonna be a looped course, but it's gonna be a gravel ride, but it's gonna be a time looped course, and I'm like, oh, so a cross race, and so I'm like, that's rebranding something that with a already known name. So I, and I don't think the racing thing's bad because I think people ride road bikes for fun, but people race road bikes. So I think there's a time and place for everything as far there's, there's a place for everything. That way. Yeah. And with 
formerly Dirty Kansas Unbound Gravel, things like that. Those events grow. They get bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah, I guess the name has changed on that, right? It has. Yeah. It yeah. Was, uh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, so those those events are obviously a gigantic. I mean, that they're selling out and all this sort of oh, stuff. Oh, for sure. Um, but there's, I, I like your mentality that you, that you spoke of there, uh, Josh, when you're talking about just show up, just show up and ride. Um, I'm cycling's had a huge elitism problem. I mean, let's be honest. A lot of it stems from the road scene. Um, but I've, I've dealt with it in my mountain bike scene. You know, I, I, I show up at a start line at a mountain bike race and I hear the guys busting my balls because I'm on a hardtail, you know, or (laughs) something. If you can't jump a 20 foot gap, you're not allowed. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, you know, it's, it's the same. It's going to be that way. And I mean, uh, is there a matter of time before we start having gravel elitism? Well, I, I think it's already here, but at the same time, yeah. elitism rolls into anything. I mean, it, it com- crops up. You give anybody something that they can compete on, I don't care what it is. Absolutely. It, it, yeah. it doesn't take a bike to make competition pop out. What I most it makes me smile the most is in this past year, because of the, because of the lockdown or the lack of races, we had people say a good group of people that finally took time to enjoy a bike are triathletes. Yeah. A lot of times that they're, they're so focused on training, which is awesome, but because they had no races, they're like, well, what are we going to do? And it's viewed as a good cross train as well. Yeah. yeah. So we were talking to him like, Hey, you can keep your fitness. You can, you can do, but let's, let's throw in some, so to speak, muscle confusion. <laughs> We've got people on cro- uh, gravel bikes and they're like, Oh my God, I didn't realize I could do this. And really that's the beauty of these bikes is you can go as extreme or as simple as you want. And as Spokane grows, it's I. It's amazing how different riding on the road is from five years ago. Oh yeah, things are so getting crowded. When for people sure. think about just pure safety, that is one of the single biggest selling features of a gravel bike. Is like, hey, you can get away from cars going eighty miles an hour down a road that they're not supposed to, to riding a backcountry road, that you're going to get the same overall workout. You're going to get the same training and you're also going to see some new spots. I mean, yeah. that's, I wasn't born and raised here, but it's fun when I'm riding with Morgan, he's like, dude, I didn't know this was over here. And I'm oh, like, yeah. well, what do you mean? You, you were, you, you could have driven this like when you were in your teens, you're like, no, I've never been over here. And that's, that to me is the coolest thing because there's never a dull moment on a gravel ride. Do you, okay. Yeah. I'm hearing a lot of the, the, discussion about road safety and and things like that i mean i was on a ride today on the on the road and i was recalling the fact that jesus i don't remember this many cars on this road you know and i've been riding it my whole life and um but then again i've also been on a gravel road in the middle of nowhere and had some guy in a big dually roll coal (laughs) on me and i'm inhaling his fuel for five miles you know so we're gonna get a little bit of both you know it's not like it's it's you know it solves everything but i agree with you uh, there are times when I'm out in the middle of nowhere on roads that I've never, f- never even knew existed, and you won't see anybody. You know, your biggest challenge is an occasional dog, you know, off of a leash or something like that. But um, so the big question is: is gravel new, or has it always been here? I think it potentially could have always been here, uh, depending where you're riding. I mean, maybe Farmer John is been riding bikes on a gravel road forever (laughs) i I think what it's what you're seeing now is the actual 
technology take shape. Um, there's things that definitely make sense in gravel bikes that would have not in the past. Um, and, and we become quite snobbish on in that regard because we get to build and ride everything. So we know the progression of the technology. And so I, I think that's the biggest thing. Uh, you'll get people that are like, oh, I, get, I only need my 28s on my road bike. I can ride anything. But the shit we do up in mountains with these gravel bikes I mean, granted, we're not sending 40-foot gaps, but it is very technical riding. Um, I like to call it technical keep your tires on the ground riding. Uh, Most of the time. Unless you're some of our friends. That, <laughs> Says the guy nursing <laughs> a bad shoulder. Allegedly, yeah. yeah. So allegedly. most of these guys on the panel here, yeah. We've all taken our fair share of tumbles. But, yeah, I mean, it's there's a lot of technical stuff we do. There's a lot of wide-open stuff we do. And, and so I just, like I said, the technology in the bikes have gotten extremely better whether it's been here or not. Um, well, we all underbiked with cross bikes for a long time. Sure. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, like you could throw on, you know, people are like, well, 33s is what UCI said. You put 35s on, you're breaking the rules, but it was fun. Yeah. But, I mean. You also was, can't hug after a race these yeah. days. That's what the UCI said. <laughs> so. It's elbow bumps. Yeah, but what was yeah. cool is, like, as brands realized there was, there was a nugget of, cool or there's just something outside of the norm that was there and it's like all the brand it's funny because whenever we work with a brand we're like well what do you have for a gravel bike and that's our mantra i mean at, at the bike shop here well now it, we get called and they're like uh did you know we have a gravel bike <laughs> oh really? we're, we're kind of getting known as that and i love it yeah yeah it's i mean underbiked was what it was called uh you know years past but now bikes have, sure. have evolved to the fact that it's not under bikes but it's really cool to push the limits on where you can go with these things so uh i guess i could ask this all the way around you know let's say there's a newbie listening but most of the people who listen to the show aren't newbies so um is everybody on the same wheel size in this room <laughs> definitely not definitely not no who's on t you know 700 c's anybody I got I, I've got the majority yeah. of the hand is on seven hundred. Well, I'm not on. Corey, those. You got what? You got two. Yeah. You got both sides. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just got the seven hundred. I want seven hundred. Yeah, exactly. I like them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's I, how so? What's it's the, just it? Just seems faster and they roll better. Yeah. Um, just road riding more. I think. Sure. Yeah. I just, I'm I just got them, so I'm I'm not. You're still, yeah. Yeah, I'm still experiencing that. Who's on 27s? Uh, that would be me. <laughs> you are. <laughs> I I have a new theory on that. Um, one, anything lower than a 48 is thin, and pizza cutter, in my opinion. Okay. <laughs> so I. <laughs> He's quite a snob about it. <laughs> yes, I am. So I, no uh, elitism here. <laughs> I'm willing to meet anybody <laughs> out <laughs> for a fight. No, I I like 650B. 48s or wider or 700 by 50s uh, i like them wide yeah <laughs> comfy we could spend three hours talking about tire selections uh, uh, right out of oh, yeah. just right there but it comes the, the the beauty of to me about these bikes it's comfort okay. you got to take away set aside the preconceptions preconceptions about weight and speed just you don't have to throw them out you don't have to throw them out the window. Just set them aside and realize <laughs> that You're one of the most cyclists to yes, quit to worrying about two of the biggest things yeah, that they worry about. I don't care how fast I'm going. I don't care my speed. And I, 
someone asked me once what watts I've done. I've never once <laughs> had a power meter, so I, I couldn't tell you. I On the flip side, though, I've put a ton of power meters on gravel bikes recently. You have. And this is the evolution in which it's going. I mean, there's – like I – we do some brands where I think BMC is the fastest gravel bike that's out there right now. Um, and then you take the chamois Hagar that I think it's the most capable gravel bike yeah. at this point. So there's so many ends of the spectrum where, yeah, there's, there's a need for power meters cause there's a need for people. To Everybody's got it, it, it. That's the beauty of gravel and it's all encompassing. It's everybody has too. a chance to do it. But like I, for the reason that I choose the wheel size, I like wide comfort. I, I want to be comfortable. That's the end yeah. game. Comfortable. Okay. I can ride as long as I want. Comfortable. I, I may not get there as fast as anybody else, but I'll get there. You're, you, now, I've ridden with you, and I'm going to call out a little bullshit here because <laughs> I've ridden with you, especially like Midnight Century, where it's like I'm barely hanging on to your wheel, and I've been staring at you for the last four hours. Comfort. Because that's all I can hold. Comfort. Bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. You know? Yeah. It's the C There's word. It's comfort. I, I, I'll be honest. Like my There's another longest... C word I'm thinking of, and it's competitive. <laughs> and then <laughs> no, let's be honest. I'll be yeah. on, Okay, so Morgan and I picked up Open true. in 2018, and Open was the first one of the first brands we picked up that truly encompassed gravel as, a, as its main brand. Sure. I My longest pure road ride has been the, uh, the Chafe 150, and I did it on 650s by 48s. And I, I do remember pulling wow. up the, the start line and people looking at me like I was weird. I didn't know better. Morgan and I were just trying to hang on. And then Morgan took off. And then the <laughs> best thing that ever happened to me was a flat tire because I do not like riding around other people I don't know. We lost the train. We I'll lost the train. <laughs> but the, the biggest thing that I learned about this whole ro- ride was that over 150 miles, 48s are pretty damn comfortable. I may not be as fast as anybody. I was... I was just fine. I was happy, but no, it's comfort to me. It's comfort. And that's the thing I love about gravel bikes is that you've got people that constantly complain about never having a comfortable bike. Gravel bikes can do that. Ride all day. Don't care how fast you're going. I mean, no one actually, I mean, unless you're racing, how many people really sit down and go, Hey, I was doing 17 miles an hour. Well, shoot. I was doing 14 miles an hour. I'm going to do 14 miles an hour most of the time anyways. doesn't matter what I'm on. I I immediately get home and look at my Strava and I look at my average speed. And I, <laughs> I you know, I'm, I didn't race today, but I do like to go, oh, I PR'd that. Oh, hey, yeah. well, all right, all right. It's ingrained. You know? But yeah. once again, I comfort was, trumps I was joking all. that I'm trying to lose weight and I'm really worried when I get below 200 pounds, I'm not going to be in that pound group anymore. So I'm going to be in another completely different competitive realm. And I don't want that. I like being just have in the top more ten of the heavy guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's freaking me out. Yeah. All right. I don't want to. I don't want to draw any lines in the sand here. But uh, and this is open to everybody. So yeah, grab a mic if you want to. Uh, tell me the difference between a gravel cyclist and a mountain cyclist. Mountain bike rider, gravel rider. Verbiage. Yeah. Language. Uh, and I don't want to, you know, I, 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 this show is all, all about the two-wheeled lifestyle. Well, shit, so, but I, let's I be honest, we're all bikes, different. I ride gravel yeah, bikes. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, sometimes when you get into one group or the other, yeah, you got to 
you got to learn the lingo. You got to change a little bit, yeah. don't you? Yeah. It's either you got to bro bra a little bit or... <laughs> TTB. You can start talking about... Show up with a lit cigarette in your mouth? <laughs> Are you a stages man or a cork? <laughs> so, I, That's why they make fun of me about bike races. I have no idea what you just said. What do you guys think? I don't know. <laughs> Anybody? Yeah, you gotta you gotta speak into the big red clown nose. I don't. It, I I think some of the gravel bike riding we do is similar to the mountain bike riding yeah, I totally. do. But uh, do you ever get looks like from the from some of the mountain guys who are going, yeah, "What are you doing out here?" Yeah. We were just talking about this the other day. And I I think in a lot of cases I maybe we keep up with them. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's kind of scary sometimes how fast we ride the mountains. Yeah. The climbing is easier. That's for sure. Uh, and the the we can actually get to the mountain without driving our car too. You know that's yeah. nice too. Yeah, I yeah. I remember John Tomac back in his days when he spent some time riding the race in the road. He'd show up at like Norba National or World Cup races with drop bars, and I'm like, was John Tomac really technically the first in the gravel scene? Would we you know? Because he, he crossed genres there. You know, he's that guy who did that. Uh, what's the difference between a, 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 a roadie and a grody? Attitude. Attitude. Okay. I think at least for now, the uh, what, what's the word you use? Elitism? Yeah. Sure. Um, you haven't shown up to gravel fondos or races yet with a team van with the same sunglasses on, <laughs> the same kit on. Not yet. I think it's there. Yeah. Uh. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Acceptance. That's another sure. one that's the big difference. I've been to some road races where I had no place being there just because of my skill level. And I was uh, promptly greeted that way so yeah yeah um, so i would say yeah well i just watched a youtube video with uh dirty cans the full meal deal the dirty cans yeah when it was dirty cans yeah sure team ef did it finney finney's boy yeah absolutely and he said it was the hardest ride he's ever done ever and those are roadies I yeah mean, those are european pros yeah not saying it's harder but it's different well, and you look, look at the European, the guys who are coming from the European scene, you know, Pete Stetna, um, you know, those kind of guys who are coming over and they're doing it full time. Um, it's a, it's a draw. It's there's an allure to it because yeah, sure it's brutal, but you also get to go home at the end of the month, and um, there's some perks there, I think. 
and part of it with gravel there's well with with road racing there's the whole cat thing and so yeah if you started early and you moved up and you stayed fit um you know it makes sense but with gravel if you make the selection you make the selection there isn't this whole elite tiers going into it you know if you're good you're good if you're not you're not it kind of self-selects itself out so it's more democratic in a sense you know the, the yeah. way people race it and, and ride it so I like that, yeah. yeah yeah it's all it's almost seems like you know roads kind of dug itself into this hole a little bit especially with the road race crit time trial formats that they're stuck with right now um I think they got to figure something out because as you say if i sign up for i've said many times on the show if i sign up for a crit if i get dropped in the first three laps somebody's going to pull me my day's over i just spent 50 dollars for three laps and a guy in a really ugly usa cycling shirt told me to go home wow that that that's bullshit if I sign up for a gravel race, I can ride the course. Sure, I get dropped, but I'm still competing against myself, against others, and things like that. And I think that's why triathlon has done so well, too, because True. you're racing against the course more than you necessarily might be against And, and else. I think that's why you see more numbers in them, too, right now. Sure. Because I, I, I think, you know, the road racing, it'll come back. I mean, and it should. I hope it does. Um, but, you know, when you go to a state championship and you're in a cat whatever and there's three other people. Oh, God, yeah. And you go to a gravel grand fondo and you've got 103 people. I, I, I think it's more appealing because of that. Um, maybe strength in numbers is the idea. But, uh, yeah, but, you know, it, it's hard to say right now. Um, should gravel stay independent? I mean, uh, what? I, of course, USA Cycling is probably staring down the barrel at it. Um, me, I'm a guy who's trying to put on bike races, and and you have to. Should do, am I going to have to go through USA Cycling? Should I go have to go through USA Cycling? I don't want to bash on them. How would you keep it non-independent? Independent. Not, how would you keep it independent? Or, or make it non-independent? What's the the pros and cons to each? Or? Um, I, I I think that. You know, and I'm going to just kind of spitball and throw some devil's advocate things out here. Going with a governing body allows for the concepts of, uh, first of all, race organization, officiating, um, insurance purposes, and things like that. Then you have the tier level where you have world championships. You have all these types of things where these events are sanctioned, so to speak. Um, the bad side of that is... It's controlled. It's it's now restricted. You you know it's there are there are specific rules. There are things like that. There are probably categories welcoming into the into well, the situation. I, I think the beauty of it, and it's kind of like road racing was. Maybe this is the evolution to where they should sanction it. Yeah. The racers that want to race race all day long. The people that want to just go ride and adventure. You still got that beauty. Yeah. So I, I think it could be a two sided coin still. Especially when you're talking about the big races, the unbound gravel and stuff like that, that you can go, you can sign up. I'm going to do the big 200, right? The, uh, you did the 200. They have the XL, which is 350. Jesus. But you have to qualify for that one. Yeah. Just sign up. Is there a, there a mental exam of some sort <laughs> involved, be, right? man? 350. Jesus. Ugh. Um, That'd be a tough 350. You know, you go to that, and, yeah, you watch Lachlan Morton fly off the front of that field or you know pete stetton and all those guys going off and you're going wow that ted king you know all these guys just going holy shit that's impressive maybe i'll see them at the hotel tonight you know because because you're gonna go you're gonna do your event and you're still busting your butt out there and and that's i mean that's it's almost like 
it's a competitive Fondo if we're going to compare it to road, um, where you can still race against the course or against your buddies. But And I think it's important to have that because it's going to encourage more people to get into this uh, what we call genre of yeah. gravel. And there's nothing wrong with racing or being competitive. And I think it, it might be something that drops a lot of the elitism. Um, it might be something that we're, hey, there's eventually two separate groups, the casual and the competitive. Talk to me about the evolution of bikes, about how the bike has, has changed since the first one's coming out in a, you know, a very similar to a cyclocross to this this nollie that i know have noticed you guys riding almost looks like a mountain bike with drop bars Ooh, that is a sweet machine um <laughs> no to uh, the, the first and the biggest technology that i think you can look at is tire clearance yeah. wheel size and tire clearance and uh, no toe overlap yeah, yeah we yeah, have that's a, a pet yeah. peeve in the shop it's a it's it, it's written in stone <laughs> yeah to where when you're turning technically on single track real tight switchbacks you start hearing that thump and shaving the toes off of your shoes. Yeah. Uh, I, I think bikes are getting better and better that way with longer wheelbases while still maintaining. I mean, it's technology that goes from road to mountain to gravel. Things are progressing in in a very proper way because of that. But Long, we okay. No, longer wheelbase means we're going to lose some of that nimble handling, though. Yeah, a little right? short, snappy stuff. Sure. You yeah. bet. Yeah. Um, but what you are going to gain is more technical on some of this tighter stuff, uh, comfort, like Josh was talking about, over the long haul, and then the ability to get wider and bigger tires on, which is kind of – people will always argue saying, hey, the, isn't this hardtail mountain bikes? But it, it until you've ridden one religiously, yeah. it's not. I mean, we get people come in like, I just want to ride all day. It's a very opening yeah. question, but I mean, I don't know of a better bike to go out, whether it's purely paved, all gravel or mix, to spend all day if your butt can handle that. And it really comes down to how your body holds up. These bikes will just keep keep you going as long as possible. Well, I think Luther would be the one to ask on this too, because he is technically sound on road and he's had several different gravel bikes at this point too. i'm gonna walk this red just, nose he's over. working oh. he's working the crowd man he's, he's walking yeah, around with uh, a line yeah he's like <laughs> oh wait yeah. just red how nose technology over sooner. influence like the gravel stuff yeah i mean it's 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 the tire clearance it's the the width of the wheels now can are just phenomenally wide so the traction you can hold through corners um has changed dramatically the last few years um, the you know bottom brackets lower than it used to be. Um, disc brakes were huge. Oh yeah. Um, yeah instead now, of the old canny brakes yeah, on the cross yeah. bikes. Yeah, and the shorter Pat, drops. Don't you still have um, the shorter drops. So it seems to be all these incremental, um, all these incremental things really add up to just um, it becoming more efficient and proficient, and um, you know at, at being able to do everything from. You know, on the road, it's not as fast as a road bike, but it's pretty close. I mean, you're not going to win a sprint. Aerodynamics come into play now your anymore. average is yeah. going to be pretty close, um, yeah. depending on, on what gravel bike you have. Uh, and it can, you know, switch back. Still can't catch you on a climb, yeah. so it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> there, You can. I mean, I, this one bike to rule them all thing that I remember we've talked about, it's like the more I pay attention, the more I'm going to realize that, sure, th you can. But... If you, I mean, I'm not going to probably go and do the Boise crit downtown, Twilight crit with the, with the pros 
on a gravel bike. You know, you know, let's be well, and shit. As a bike shop owner, I don't want one bike to rule them all. Yeah. <laughs> Great point. Very good point. Yeah. You do need multiple bikes. Yeah. Or at least multiple wheels. And I, the, the evolution of disc brakes has made that so much more possible. You know, it used to be my, my first gravel bike, you were saying, you know, I, mine had candy brakes and, you know, Jack who's on the show all the time is on that bike now. <laughs> no. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you wouldn't have been able to do that. You wouldn't be able to swap out everything like you can now. Throw a, a good set of road wheels on and keep up on a weeknight ride or on a Tuesday night world championships with all the the people who are, you know, completely like it out and things like that. So um <laughs> Yeah, uh, okay. Um yeah. Tell you, me But if you do, you're a badass. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So you got that going for you. Yeah, exactly. Guys, you suck, man. I hung with you. You know, my kid's still on a steel gravel bike. Um, and his bones still bend though. He's 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 young. Yeah. Well, you know. And he's he, badass. He can, he can buy his own bikes. You know, <laughs> yeah, to that point of that. Line. Um, what are uh, I I I almost brought up tire pressure, but I realized that could possibly you know turn into a slugfest um in terms of tire pressure I, you'd be surprised actually ours is the i call it the grapefruit chest test you <laughs> squeeze it and then we kind of look at each other like should we add air yeah really i mean it, it, it's not as scientific as you think at least with us and maybe See? other shops may have a a, a rule on the board <laughs> um i add air at least i don't know every other week <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be like, shit, Josh is dragging ass today. What's it, going on? He's I like, wonder oh, why I like eight, eight pounds. Yeah. <laughs> I feel really, it's it's slow, but I feel comfortable. Oh, oh that's why. Yeah. Now, it, at least amongst our groups, we don't really concern too much about that. It's honestly, it's honestly a squeeze test. Like, yeah. It's really hard because you'd have to get on and off your bike too many times within our rides because it's pavement, it's single track, it's yeah. gravel, it's gushy, it's hard pack. It's so also like, working oh, in a bike is... shop. You forget to work on your own bike. Yeah. You're oh, like, yeah. people ask, "Why is your bike squeak?" Well, it's because yours doesn't. doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Why does your knees crack? You yeah. know. That's funny because I, I use that um, that Silka calculator and like it, it does your bike weight, body weight, width. Once like, again, we don't like riding bikes with Luther. I want I, that I mean, calculator. It, it's free, man. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. we never I gotta see find him, that, man. They, once serious. again. At the start, and at the, the guest end, workout. we have a beer at the end. That's all we. With, with, I winter, put way too much buys in. the beer. Yeah, I still put way too much in. I've always been, you know, I, coming up as a roadie as a kid, you know, was always, you know, hundred pounds, just boom, boom, boom. And I'm going to cyclocross races, and I'm putting. You still ride so ups? No, I don't. All right, yeah, well, I, don't. All right. I, I can't I, afford them. Tubeless, right. Jesus. Well, tubeless makes it a lot easier to to kind of fudge what you're thinking. Like and there's run been lower times. Been times I've been on a ride. Ah, oh, it's got to be like thirty. Oh, it's twenty. <laughs> Whoops. Um, but you know, I I just kind of find that pressure where I, a I don't mash my rims, but I also feel like I'm actually can keep up. If like if I'm way off the back, which I normally am. Bullshit. I, I only on climbs. <laughs> um, then I know I need to add a little pressure, but I I, I don't at least with the I think. What we like to dispense monks, our group of riding is just have fun and don't overthink it. 
I mean, honestly, I don't overthink my air pressure. I squeeze it and I'm like, eh, it'll work today. Yeah. And it may not, but at least I'm out in the sun or in some cases the dark out in the middle yeah. of the Yeah, it's park. probably the most tricky bike to determine tire pressure, though. Yeah. I would agree. I, it, I, I think there's been times that we've I, – I waffle between 30 and 40, which is a really wi- big range of waffling. It's a big waffle. Okay. Delicious waffle. Yeah, big. Yeah, yeah. Extra Belgian waffle. Yeah, Luther, I'm with you. I want the calculator. I want to know exactly the terrain I'm on. I want the pressure. But you know, is this is the reason the you go faster than the rest of us? Probably. It might be one might of be. a thousand. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think of, I think a cyclocross, man. That's that's almost like a secret at races. You know, people aren't telling you what 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 area pressure are you putting in, and they're like. Why don't you just Fuck sleep with you. my wife, you <laughs> asshole? You know, I'm not telling you that. It's like, Jesus. And then you can yeah. chuckle at the guys running like 80 PSI in there, you know? Yeah. That was me. That's why I got my ass handed to me at a lot of cyclocross races back Like, in the why day. can't I corner very well? Yeah, this is exactly. weird. Yeah. Oh, pinwheel. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> um, what are some of the things cyclists seem to neglect when it comes to, uh, first of all, riding techniques, and but second of all, uh, bike care and things like that 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 you Lube guys see coming through the your door. chain. Lube your chain. That's the simplest. That's the thing that most people. All levels. You see it. I mean, I. Uh, we've seen a lot of rusted chains recently, like non-movable, and wondering why their bike makes noises, and ah. Uh, oh. And the obvious shouldn't be chain. there for yeah. somebody that doesn't look at them all the time. I mean, I, you know, I think. That's just part of knowing what to do. But, yeah, clean and lube your chain. Um, check contact points. Anything yeah. your body hits, your butt, your hands, all that stuff, check them. And especially when you get into, like, a gravel or a mountain scene to where vibration becomes huge, stuff's going to wiggle loose. Yeah. Um, check your skewers or your stuff, through yeah. axles, yeah. things like that. But, yeah, I mean, honestly, one of the biggest things I can tell people, it doesn't matter if it's gravel, road, mountain, commuter hybrid cruiser through the the neighborhood lube your chain that's it'll make a huge difference and put proper air pressure i mean proper air pressure the tire tells you what to kind of work with yeah that's a great game i mean if you're wait you were just grapefruit a couple minutes ago yeah Yeah, okay but uh, honestly the the, now he's going to the calculator yeah but i mean honestly most of the manufacturers put a kind of a pressure range on there yeah if if you don't have a feel for what works for you that right there gives you a good guide um that'll make another your ride th- experience a lot easier and simple yeah and another thing to keep in mind these bikes see more weather patterns than any other bike like a road's sure. more a yeah. little more cut and dry these guys are going to hit mud dust dirt whatever so frequency is another thing check your stuff more often because you're just gonna there's there's more things you're going to encounter on these bikes. I find myself cleaning my bike before a ride and I'm going, why am I doing this? Because (laughs) I might as well just clean it when I get home because it's, you know, you leave the door and your goal is your bike's going to get dirty. Because it chisels off easier. (laughs) But I ride a tie bike, so I mean, there you go. It's indestructible, kind of. Garden sprayers are really a cool tool to have at home for that. Killer. Yeah, weed killer, weed killer. Ones, yeah. <laughs> oh, the, the, just the little hand pump guys. Yeah. Oh yeah, no just shit. Pressurized with a little really? water. I just been, yeah, yeah, yeah. When your hose is hosed, yeah, exactly. Okay, uh, how about riding techniques and things like that? I know a lot of people who are like they're wary of gravel because the la- the, they always see gravel roads and they think, oh, it's just going to be a full day of chatter bumps. 
what what kind of riding techniques would you say that people need to, that need they neglect when they first start out? Uh, a little front heavy, yeah. too too heavy on the handlebar position, you know, tight grip stuff like that. Um, and that's kind of I don't know. It's going to be a vague answer no matter what because it's these bikes are so versatile with the difference in terrains. You're going to hit single track. Your technique's going to be different there. You're going to be on brake bumps out on gravel roads. Um, like Luther rides a ton out in the Palouse area. What would yeah. you say on the brake bumps your biggest technique for de- descending is? Um, yeah, avoid them. <laughs> avoid them. Yeah, avoid them. I mean, yeah, it's so, it's so varied well with gravel. There's like all these different distinctions from where it's almost like chip seal to yeah. where it's like loose rocks to where it's sand to where it's i mean it's it really um, forces you to be a good bike handler or you're gonna eventually crash and die probably i mean so yeah. it's, like, you know, it's like falling on a cheese so grater, it's like man. you just yeah. kind of have to be get better at your body's like I don't go baggy die, so versus lycra like, um, get better at this thing you <laughs> keep forcing me to do so yeah. sure. multiple layers in clothing yeah well and you're starting to see going back to technology you're seeing like the yeah. bmc earth the unrestricted they do a 10 mil elastomer in the back to kind of soak up those bumps uh aluminum bikes with a carbon fork for shock dampeners lower tire pressure potentially that's going to help you in a lot of ways so I, there's a lot of intangibles that go into that all right, I have three final questions. Number one is please cast your vote, and this can be everybody in the room one at a time. Um, it's a multiple choice. <laughs> Aero bars on gravel bikes. The answers are yes, no, or hell no. <laughs> fuck no. Fuck no, I like. I, I, I will do fuck no also. Fuck, I've got the, the guys who work Sorry, Justin. and run in the I love shop you like a brother. on the fuck no's. The UCI has banned everything, including the missionary position, and they haven't banned this, so they need to ban this. I'm just saying. I love it. Um, I'll say hell fuck no. Really? We got. Do we have a consensus? I just had to try to top them. Yeah, that's a hell no. Oh, you guys, this warms my heart. I was concerned for a second there. No, no, I, I love Justin. Yeah, I, I I know he loves his. Justin's a big listener to the show, you know, I, and stuff like I, that. Justin's you know? one of the, the yeah, greatest. He's a dear friend. He, he's one of the greatest <laughs> prophets of gravel. That, I would call him a prophet of gravel. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. There's no um, place for tri bars on but, a gravel bike. Okay. I no. I unfortunately am not in that um, camp of putting arrow bars on my bike. Um, partly because I like a naked bar. Yeah, I, I like to look at its sexy curves just by itself. Wow. I got yes, and I, no, I just need sexy. a moment to take that in. That is, yeah. that is a naked, very, very, sexy very sexy. Weird. Yeah. Well, this is the guy. You know, I, I, Justin knows when I'm busting his chops. It's like his ears, his hair on the back of his neck stands up somewhere, and he hasn't even listened to the show yet, but he knows I'm busting his chops. <laughs> the guy's got biscotti boxes on his fork blades, but he's got arrow Which bars. I'll be, I'll be honest. That is one of the most genius ways to store a week's at- worth of food. Oh, I think that's amazing because it's a zombie go- apocalypse. Bike. <laughs> <laughs> I am all for like um, DIY, you know, bike camping, bike. Yeah. Well, Justin takes bike camping to the next level once again. Yeah. He's when he's very good at jumping that particular bicycle Um, out yards. If you want to know if a bike will handle anything, just give it to Justin. Yeah. Um, For those people who have no clue, I mean, I've got probably people listening in England to this show going, "Who the hell is Justin?" You probably have a Justin in your group. Probably yeah, somewhere, he, you know, the quirky guy who doesn't give a shit, but is stronger than hell. Yeah. Yes. I, is that pretty much it? 
Yeah, yeah I mean, you can ride. The, I've never met anybody that can ride as long as Justin can oh, yeah. comfortably. He goes his own pace. And he's also probably the most welcoming personality on sure. a gravel ride. I, if you want to get into gravel and you run into Justin on a ride, I guarantee you'll be hooked for life. And he, by the way, he'll go whatever pace you want. And you'll go yeah. home with a sticker. Yeah, um, uh, several stickers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which, whatever is going gravel on. Gravel right brain now. trust is the yeah, big sticker. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, sorry, Justin, but no, no arrow bars on a gravel bike. Okay, uh, I'm okay, sorry, man. Thank you. Okay, that was that question. Second question was: uh, Is is beer an integral part of cycling of of gravel cycling? Fuck yes. Fuck yes. Okay. Definitely yes. Uh, it should be. It's yeah. It's a cultural thing. Yeah. Isn't yeah. It? Anyone, anyone else in the crowd? We're all, yeah, I mean it's a massive crowd here right it now. It is gigantic. Yeah, I'll just say that uh, riding makes a beer taste much better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a it's it's a social element of it. Yeah, well, I think what it is. Although is you like guys people, have a whiskey bottle over here, open talk. Idea. You know. Yeah, yeah. I you know I think it's like hey it, it it's something a conversational piece that you can relish the uh, the achievements of the day. So yeah, yeah. exactly. On the show, I call it the pre and the post. It's a good cup of coffee beforehand, and it's a really good beer after. Oh, I am into that, yes. Yeah. Okay. So uh, my last question is, is tell me about, for those people who aren't up to speed on, on the culture here in Spokane, about what makes this um, a, sh- a great place to, be a, to ride bi- gravel bikes, what makes this a shitty place to ride gravel bikes, um, you know, what it what is it about thousand miles of unpaved roads in this county alone one thousand miles of unpaved roads I mean and that's not even including the single track and the other weird ass shit that we find because one of our friends says hey you should check this out yeah yeah there's a there's a lot of hidden gems around here I think you can go to any point in Spokane Spokane County Spokane Valley. Uh, and look around to any of the peaks. They're all very inviting and rideable for gravel bikes in one way or another. If you live in Spokane, cool. If you don't, wait a few years to come. I was going to say, are, are, yeah. are, are, should we not be letting the secret out? Yeah. Is, is, Stay is, away. Is, is, is there a Stay is away. It, uh, is it a secret or do we There's do we zombies and aliens attacking zombies, right yeah. now. Yeah. Daily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. The, the diversity of like animals you randomly come across is crazy. I'm, like moose, coyotes. I, there was like a guy living in the woods who hadn't seen a human being. Like I'm serious. He's like he was like startled, had no shirt on, and it really? was just, yeah. I mean, Didn't you hit a bear up on? Uh, yeah, there was a Phillips? bear. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a guy was like target shooting like um, down a trail once. He's for those who do not live in the area. Before, don't so, really. so I mean, it's really? just, yeah. So. Just, I've seen just, a mountain lion in my quest. I saw there, one of those. Which yeah. scared the shit out of me. Yeah, fortunately, well, the mountain lion fortunately looked at me in the road, and he couldn't figure out what was going on. You know, the, the bike and the person and everything was kind of. So he took off into the trees. Thank God. Pro- I, I, I figured he bike? was just reading the menu. Were you, was you were on a gravel bike? I was on a mountain bike. Oh, see, you were total food. But if you were on a gravel bike, you would have been like, "Yeah, what's up, bro? What's up, bro? Nat- natural repellent." <laughs> 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 yeah, right on. Well, uh, you guys, first of all, congratulations on four years. Thank you so much. Yes. Woo-hoo! Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, and and thanks for your time, man. Thanks for all you guys do. And, you know, it's, it's a cool culture. You know, you as you guys talk about the, the cartel 
Tell me about the cartel before we, uh, we okay, finish so we, uh, Because yeah, I can't just say cartel and everybody's going, like, wait, oh, what? So we, we, we classify these rides as adventure rides anymore and not just gravel. And okay. for this, this simple purpose of we were on a ride out in kind of the Cheney area and we had to for lack of a better term, circumnavigate some barbed wire vents. Hop. Uh, yes. And so she was like, well, this is kind of like a drug run, like a cartel kind of thing. And Josh and I look at each other. We're like, Mojo Cartel. <laughs> and we've since branded it. It's become a thing. And I think it honestly makes sense. So you'll see some things out there, Cartel AF. Because <laughs> a lot of rides we do are Cartel AF. <laughs> um, not every ride, but yeah, some of them. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it's kind of one of those things. So we can't take credit for it, but we have a very dear friend that rides with us, and she she coined the phrase. Okay, and so that's where it comes from. And yeah. there's a website coming, right? Yes, there is a website coming. Uh, we're gonna do a lot of videos and stuff, some uh, clothing, apparel, stickers, all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, so and also, don't forget, gravel is king. Yeah, or if you're a lady is queen queen okay okay well you guys um i say on this show a lot you know don't order your shit online go to lbs go to your local bike shop and uh, and, thank you support people trying to do what they're trying to do thank you so much for that um well yeah and um you know and i it's always fun coming in here so if you're ever in the spokane area or if you're in the spokane area you know, yeah, this is part of the advertising part of the show. Get your ass in here and, and say hi to the guys. And, and the mics might not be on, but the conversation will be just like it just was. So um, uh, hopefully we're going to have more of these to talk, especially in terms of topics. I think I could talk about tire pressure alone. And and I can't believe that an audience remember, would. Grapefruit. Yeah, and I, th I think an audience would be like, fuck yeah, I want to hear about tire pressures. I want to know the silk ga ga the gauge. You <laughs> we're going to get some gauges in here just to. Uh, yeah. I've, I've come here when you guys are setting up a set of wheels for me and you had the pump outside the bathroom and the wheel was in the bathroom so it went and exploded that's called i'm scared to blow my the various sealant. parts of my body off yeah but, you know or the sealant all over you know uh we actually have sealant on the ceiling in several parts of the ceiling up <laughs> <laughs> once again it's a crime of passion yeah, so exactly exactly well right on thanks you guys thanks for your time thank you very much thank you and that does it for the end of our first episode of the Mojo Diaries right here on the Pack Filler Cycling Network. Be sure and like, subscribe, tell a friend, do all that kind of stuff that all the social media experts tell you to do. And while you're at it, go and check out Morgan and the gang themselves out at 1405 North Argonne Road in Spokane Valley, Washington. Mojo Cyclers, or you can check them out, look them up on the web, look for the soon upcoming mojocartel.com. Until then, mojocyclery.com is where you can find all things gravel. And not to mention, they got a lot of other stuff. Great shop, great friends, and members of the Pack Filler. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 